from Matt Lloyd's first becoming the Title 39 expert, Somerset County Police Academy today. His next class coming up in January. Really good program. Real happy with the product. Matt did a phenomenal job. He is going to be one of the best instructors uh, that you will see. You will hear about him. He will become legendary in this state. Um, You will see that. But today I wanted to give you guys some thoughts uh, on a few different things. And uh, and this comes from questions that were asked uh, by some group members and some stuff that was brought up in class and just triggered some thoughts for me. And I want to provide you the value here while I'm on the way home, trying to watch my GPS at the same time. I got asked somebody uh, by somebody recently of, Hey, look, my coworkers who don't like doing anything really don't like what I'm doing. They make my life difficult. Uh, They don't do anything, but I go out and stop cars all night. They're annoyed by that. What do I do? This is not an uncommon theme that many police officers have to deal with. And if you're the guy listening to this, first of all, I got to say, I understand that not everybody is designed like a guy like me who wants to go out and stop cars nonstop. And there's people um, that work in agencies that don't want them stopping cars or there's guys who've just been beaten up so much and they're not in the right place to do that kind of work. Maybe when they started They were more excited. Now they've been through some bullshit. Maybe the administration put you through the ringer. You know, all that stuff, I understand. I'm sympathetic. I've been there. I've ridden the roller coaster high and low several times. I understand that. So I'm not addressing what my position is on working versus not working. Obviously, what I teach has to do with more working police officers. Now, if you're the guy in your police department that... Maybe everybody is just like, oh, he's stopping cars again. Oh, look, first of all, you're working with people who don't understand that you're going to have to practice to get better. And it just takes time. But here's a simple fix. And this worked for me. And I thought it was good advice for everybody else. Do more for them than they do for you. When they have a call that comes out and it's something you could just pick up for them because maybe they're on their lunch break, pick up the call. Maybe if it even takes some paperwork, hey, man, I'll take that. Don't worry about it. Uh, If you know they got something to do and they need a day off, do that for them. Be so much better to them than they are to you that when it comes time to talk shit or poo-poo on you, it makes it difficult. Look, it's police work. They're still going to talk shit. That's just the way it goes. It's the nature of law enforcement is to be miserable and grumpy and whatever it may be. But I can tell you that whatever anybody had to say about the work that I was doing, and I think anybody would have a hard time discrediting the value of my work and the things that I did and that I knew what I was doing. And I was, you know, one of the better ones. Um, There was nobody or just a handful of people out of a 200 man police department that would literally forego me doing nothing or having an open time with no calls to going. If you had two shoplifters or three shoplifters, I would be the first person to come off the road and help you with that. Uh, I wouldn't leave headquarters without asking other people when they were there doing paperwork, hey, is there anything I could do for you? I know lunch is coming up. I know you're probably hungry and you want to eat with us. Let's knock this out. And I've always tried to be that person for everybody. So you have to put yourself aside. So you have to be a little more selfish, selfless to be a little more selfish. So you'll have to be putting yourself a little bit more to the side 
uh, during the normal course of conduct. So this way, it makes it difficult when you're stopping a car at one thirty for them to say like, oh, this fucking guy, because they know at 9.30 that evening, you came in for 40 minutes and helped them do a messy domestic, or you backed him up or went to an accident call and took it, said, don't worry about it, dude, I got this one, don't sweat it, I'll handle it. Anybody that worked with me on my squad knew that I took more jobs than I ever created, and that was the truth. I'd go on the road, we had the CAD sacked up, and I would try to knock the CAD stack down as fast as possible, one, to free me up, uh, to do, but also to just do my part. And I would watch guys have lockout calls to go unlock a car door with the kit and would be three blocks away. I would drive four miles to do it. And I'd see them coming out of that block, avoiding that call. We knew who those guys were. We know who you are. You can't hide. I was the guy that would go take your job. So that's my advice there is if you're having difficulty coordinating or, or communicating to your coworkers, do more for them than they do for you. And that may just do the trick of them accepting that you are here to do more police work. You want to have make more car stops. You didn't just take this job because it was a steady paycheck. You want to go out. You want to find and fight crime and do the right thing and be good for people and help folks, be selfless. All those wonderful things about being a cop. And you know what? You don't need recognition and fucking awards. And you just know that you're a good person. You know what? When somebody comes up to you and sees you at a place like it's to happen to me, they say, you know what? You were a good fucking dude to me. You were really good. I've had it happen. You took the time to talk to me like a human being, or you talked to my kids when they were the when we were going through a difficult time. I know what you're trying to be. Uh, I know what you're trying to affect. And let me tell you, some people would say to me, "Oh, you know, you're out. You do nothing. They give you nothing here. Uh, they don't. They, you know." It didn't matter for me what I was getting. I didn't need a reward from the administration or training rewards. Because I was doing work. They didn't bother me, and that was good enough for me. Because I got to tell you, I know a lot of you deal with administrations that bother you when you do anything outside of what they think is orthodox. So I didn't get bothered. You know, I didn't get talked to. I had administrative support, and that's all I asked for. I didn't have support where they were like, rah, 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 go out and take on the world. I had administrative support like, hey, if that's what you want to do, like, if we get a complaint, we got your back. We know that we watched your videos. We know what you're doing legal because we understand case law and the law. Uh, we don't do that. That's not what we're big pushing here. But if you want to be that person and you know what, that was good enough for me. That's all I needed. And did I complain sometimes? I'm sure I did. It's a different person then. But that's all I needed. I want you to remember that, too. Don't worry about getting recognition. You don't have to shoot for, well, that guy got the award. I didn't. Everybody knows who the fucking winners are. Everybody knows who the winners are. It doesn't matter what if, if Joey's helping Vinny build his resume because he's leaving and he's getting awards that you should have gotten. That whole night, don't worry about that stuff. Just worry about the work that you're doing because you know what? It does pay off in the end. And here I am uh, on this verge of street cop training that we're doing here. We're having an impact worldwide. I mean, there are people in this group from Australia and Germany and England. And it's just, it's so without being that person and always chasing a carrot or wanting recognition or. I wouldn't be able to come here into this group, have the instructors that we have, building the infrastructure that we're building, traveling the country, doing all these things, if it wasn't for my ability to not worry about everybody else, do more for my fellow coworker than they were doing for me, and always do the right thing and be the right person. And don't ever fall into the bullshit. If I, if I can give you any advice, don't talk bad about other people. It's the one thing I've been trying to practice in my later my most recent adult years, because I have been guilty of it myself, try to ignore it. 
Try to laugh it off if you hear it being done about you. And try to not engage in Monday morning quarterbacking or, oh, yeah, that guy's a real fucking problem. You know what? Maybe he's just misunderstood. I had a conversation today with a guy who was like, oh, you know, that's that guy's a problem. He's not a problem. Just needs to be talked to and communicated differently. That's all. Wasn't a problem. And the second thing I'm going to give you here is this. I know a lot of people, uh, and it's kind of weird that I'm mixing these two together because I'm running class. I'm going to do a video on these two things. Is uh, Just so you know, everybody in New Jersey, you can run handicapped placards. The one thing outside of interdiction that I would do uh, when I had some downtime or I couldn't really get into any messy shit because maybe I was the only car available or one of two cars available. Very, very busy town. Um, but I always found it extremely offensive when people would steal handicapped parking placards from people who needed them. Uh, maybe I'm a little more sensitive. Why, well, if you don't know, I have a disabled older brother. He doesn't need a handicapped parking placard. As a matter of fact, we have one for him, and we still don't use it because we feel like he can walk far enough where somebody who may need it um, would have the spot available to them. So here's some tips. In New Jersey, if you didn't know, there's just two quick tips. One, you can run handicapped placards. Like you can run license plates. I know it seems simple, but a lot of people don't know that. Number two, when you run these placards, it's going to tell you who it's registered to. I would sit back and lay back and see who's coming out to the car. And here's a piece of advice if you don't know this. People's relatives die. They take their handicapped placards and they use them. It's a probably pretty unlikely uh, probability that Ethel, who's 107 years old, is shopping at your local mall right now and needs a handicapped parking. So I would call that a, a a good inference that Ethel's not at Zap. Uh, what do they call it? What are some of these stores? I don't know. The Gap or Aldi. Is it Aldi? No, Aldo. It's a food store. Shopping for new boots at 107. So use your brains when you're seeing those things uh, for this Christmas season, especially when it's widely abused. Keep your eyes out for those people. They're just as fucking filthy as criminals to me when you steal a handicapped parking person. Spies is one of the most offensive uh violations even though it's not graded highly that human beings do to another human being one namely who, who was born or cursed with some kind of unfortunate event that put them to a handicapped situation so you know just some food for thought there guys hope this gave value to you guys uh i know that uh, we've been doing a lot of back and work and street cop training we are building a big infrastructure to try to deploy there are new hires going on so there's a lot going on in the background we're constantly trying to bring value to you guys i don't want to give you crap products uh, crap video. We want to give you the best of the best. So with that being said, have a great evening. I'm sure I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.